0: Welcome to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy.
1: Thanks for joining us in this episode of Pharmacy Hot Topics, where we sit down with content matter experts and discuss what is currently top of mind in the world of pharmacy. My name is Nate Cookson. I'm the Clinical Pharmacy Coordinator in Antimicrobial Stewardship at St. Vincent Hospital in Worcester, Massachusetts, and the Chair of the Section of Inpatient Care Practitioners Section Advisory Group on Small and Rural Hospitals. Today, we will be chatting with Dave Karen, the Director of Pharmacy at Martha's Vineyard Hospital in Oaks Bluff, Massachusetts, Liz Jochum, who is the Clinical Pharmacy Manager at Northwestern Medicine Delnor Hospital in Geneva, Illinois, and Cody Peterson, who is the Clinical Pharmacist at Aspirus Medford Hospital, and clinics in Medford, Wisconsin, about precepting in small and rural hospitals and why having students on site can be a benefit to your pharmacy team. Thanks for joining us today. First question is for Dave. Dave, what are the benefits of having pharmacy students?
0: Hey Nate, thanks for having me today and that's a great question. Listen, I think hosting pharmacy students can have a positive impact on all staff. Since staff members will also be interacting with students, it helps promote their own personal and professional development, and it really fosters a learning environment for all of us. Staff opportunity to provide feedback and improve their own communication skills is a win-win situation.
1: Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. Thanks, Dave. Cody, the second question is for you. What are some benefits, particularly to a smaller site, of having pharmacy students?
2: Another good question. You know, smaller sites offer an opportunity for staff to grow and learn from their students. Preceptors and students are exposed to a broad range of topics when they interact together, both pharmacy-related and hospital, community, state, or national topic-related. Students sometimes fit a niche that has been on your to-do list in the department or organization. So having students work on projects can sometimes light that fire on issues and topics in the queue that need to be addressed.
1: Great. Liz, this one's for you. What successes can be realized by students at rural facilities?
3: Thanks, Nate. You know, students can really do it all. The intimacy realized through professional relationships can often pay off for years to come. In institutions like ours, small and rural hospitals, pharmacy students are exposed to a variety of healthcare opportunities. They may get to participate in vaccine clinics, consultations, patients, do in-services, observe a surgery, and do a medication reconciliation all in the same day. They also learn the important value of relationship building. For example, they might be able to have direct conversations with the chief of staff or nursing director, and these relationships can go a long way in forming. Interprofessional skills that last a lifetime.
1: Thank you. Dave, what opportunities can a rural site provide outside the pharmacy department?
0: So, Nate, I think we can all agree that pharmacy is strategically positioned to have many important connections outside of the pharmacy. Many of the other healthcare providers lean on pharmacy as another trusted healthcare partner where they otherwise might have limited access to their colleagues. So a great example of this is that you might be working with only one hospitalist or one ER provider on duty. Additionally, I think another unique thing is that small and rural hospitals are exactly that, small and rural. They offer a wide variety of services within their community, really allowing us to meet as many patients' needs as possible. I think this also helps with providing great relationships amongst all providers. We're in a unique position in small rural hospitals to develop good relationships and students can see that with nursing, hospitalists, physicians, mid-level practitioners, respiratory therapists amongst a few examples. And then I also think preceptors also have an amazing opportunity to discuss issues that might not necessarily be discussed in an academic setting, like ethics, diversity, equity, and inclusion. These topics might not necessarily be part of the well-intentioned academic syllabus, but these are real life discussions that may help our students be better caregivers if we're able to initiate these discussions and these conversations. For example, we need to ensure that our patients aren't subjected to issues such as unconscious bias. And the only way to be clear about expectations is to really engage students in these timely topics.
1: Perfect. Cody, a lot of questions I get from would-be preceptors are around how many students can I take or can my site support? How many students should I take if I'm considering having students?
2: Right, that is a question we get a lot, and you see a lot, I, I agree. And then, you know, in a critical access or a small community hospital, you may be only able to give a rotation block to maybe just one IPPE student or one APPE student at a time. You know, some larger hospitals have established residencies and are more equipped to take additional students. But knowing your limits will allow for the most valuable experience for both the student and the preceptor. So a good way to start, maybe to offer your site to an IPPE rotation first. And depending on the school, the suggested activities will likely be shadowing in nature. The time spent on site is typically only one day a week or for a few weeks, as compared to a longer duration of the APPY rotation. So as you and your team become more comfortable with having potentially just smaller rotations or with those IPPE students, you can then transition into taking an APPY student down the road.
1: Great. And Liz, as a follow-up question for you, is there a unique student Profile that I should request in addition to considering how many students I should take?
3: Sure. So uh, these students really should be able to keep an open mind. And if you think about it for yourself, you already kind of know the type of staff members you like to attract to your team. Those members who are adaptable, they're multitaskers, or people who are really open to change. And all of us who work in small and rural institutions know that employees need to know a little bit about everything. Students in these settings should be open to learning something new every day. If you can, work with a college to ensure that students selected aren't focused in one area of practice, like pediatrics or drug information. The students who excel the most in this setting may have a more unique profile. Learners who are interested in the many hats a pharmacist may wear in a small and rural hospital.
1: Thank you for that. This next question is for the entire panel. And I think it's really the crux of what holds a lot of would-be preceptors up. In a small and rural site, how do I know if I have enough for a student to do?
0: Well, Nate, I would say this: that because many of the preceptors in small hospitals wear multiple hats and have limited staff and resources, there's just a bunch of opportunities for students to see a wide array of activities. And Often students are welcome with open arms to help us out. I think we all can kind of think of some various examples uh, of that at our work sites.
2: You're right, Dave. You know, some of the things that we're doing in our institution and and probably very similar to to yours and and Liz, um, we do, we have our students shadow in different departments or in clinics. Examples include the OR, the emergency department, oncology, anticoagulation clinic cath lab, respiratory therapy, you know, the, the options are kind of endless. Our students round, they do medication reconciliation, some discharge te- teaching, education for our staff, including journal clubs or presentations on um, current clinical things and updates. And they attend meetings, which give the students an opportunity to see the areas that pharmacy touches, which may include daily huddles, wellness committees, finance and budget meetings, P&T Medication safety, and microbial stewardship, community engagement. The options here are, are, again, endless for our students.
3: And if I may add, some of our students are able to work on inventory management, so helping with things like outdating or ordering, receiving. They also work on USP compounding standards, as many of us are working through the implementation of new guidelines put out for USP 797 and eight hundred. Something thing students really like to do is do medication order review and often the medical record is not as seamless in a smaller rural hospital as it is in a larger institution and you might be battling multiple EMRs or still have orders on paper. And lastly, they can also help with quality initiatives, something we all want and need to do, but we often struggle to find time for and this is just a great learning opportunity for our students.
1: Great. Thank you all. In addition to having enough for a student to do, one consideration for preceptors is, do I have enough time for a student? Dave, how do I measure whether or not I have enough time?
0: Well, Nate, my initial reaction to that is, you've got it, you've got this. I know you can make it work. Between the students spending time shadowing and self-directed learning and reporting out to their preceptors, students can be plenty busy. It's important to engage your staff as well, as they will typically not feel too overwhelmed by taking a student, knowing that they can help with day-to-day operations and special projects. Plus, in our type of setting, there are far enough along in their education to actually take on some daily duties with supervision.
1: That's a great point, Dave. You talked about having the staff help out with students. Cody, how would I prepare my staff for a student?
2: You know what they always say, Nate? Teamwork makes the dream work. So talk with your team (laughs) and see who might be interested in helping. You know, having a student with a pharmacist who doesn't have an interest in teaching or precepting, that doesn't benefit either the student or the team member. You know, allow the team, uh, the pharmacy team, to be part of the development of the syllabus for the student and set clear expectations on what the student is going to be doing when they're going to be assigned to that pharmacist or technician, and then check, with the, check back with that pharmacist or technician for any feedback around the syllabus or changes that need to be, to be made for, for your next student.
1: That's important feedback, getting the student involved. Thank you for that. Uh, Liz, how would I promote the benefits of a smaller site to students?
3: You know, many of us were drawn to small and rural institutions because they offer clinical and non-clinical advantages Uh, over some of the larger teaching facilities. Our sites are often lower key. We're more personable with more opportunities for patient interaction. Uh, Oftentimes there's less red tape, which allows for making changes more quickly and possibly exploring more non-traditional avenues. And additionally, there's often plenty of free on-site parking. Another thing that kind of talked about earlier is if you're able to, to team up with the School of Pharmacy in coordinating or pursuing maybe a rural health track. And this way the school can help market your rotation site as well. And also as we mentioned before, students who will excel the most in this setting are really those who want to be able to wear many hats that we do in a small and rural hospital setting.
1: Great, thank you for that. Dave, last question for you for preceptors who are interested in starting rotations at their small and rural site, where can I find examples of precepting tools?
0: Thanks, Nate. I think that probably Cody, Liz, and I have all kind of tapped into these resources ourselves, but state pharmacy associations and also the universities that you have contracted with may offer precepting training tools and education. Many of them will have specific activities for the student to complete, almost sort of like a checklist. If the activities are up to the preceptor or site, then we have many opportunities on our frequently asked questions that can lead a preceptor to allow the student to participate in a variety of different functions. Also, ASHP online resources include a wide variety of useful resources such as sample rotations and objectives in the Preceptor Toolkit Resource Center.
1: Great, thank you very much. Well, that's all the time we have today. I wanna thank Dave, Liz and Cody for joining us and discussing precepting in small and rural hospitals. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP's online resources. You can find member exclusive offerings such as the Preceptor Toolkit, the Research Resource Center, Clinical Pharmacy Resources, and more. Thanks again for tuning in for this session of Pharmacy Hot Topics, and we hope you enjoyed today's conversation. Be sure to subscribe to the ASHP podcast through your favorite podcast provider.
0: Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP
3: Official.